Radical. Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. Each week, join the gnarly Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the totally tubular tools, advice, and strategies you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now on to this week's totally tubular show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 69 of the Print On Demand cast. As always, joining me, Travis Ross. Travis, how are you surviving in this, which is going to be the craziest week of Q4 just before Christmas, because everyone thinks that if they order now, it's guaranteed, (laughs) or as The Rock used to say as a wrestler, guaranteed to make it to their house by Christmas. So there is a lot going on how are you surviving i know we talked a little bit before we press record about your day but let the people know listening mm-hmm. how was your monday it was a crazy day yeah we're recording this monday december 13th um and this monday that is like kind of two weeks away you know the the monday that hits like after the 10th the first monday that hits after the first like the 10th of december is always the yeah. biggest 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 monday especially if you haven't worked you know over the weekend some people you know they just continue to work saturday and sunday but um our orders were accumulating all weekend and so yeah we walked into a a crap ton of orders um if that's you know if that's actually a word i don't know i just made it a word but there were a crap ton of orders this morning we're actually up i was looking at the uh the numbers and we're up 30 percent on the year for just our merchant fulfilled Compared to last year and even the year before, I was looking at that too when we were doing Seller Fulfilled Prime. Yeah. Um, that was a really busy time, but we're still up even from that. Um, plus, we have you know other clients that are doing our volume and more. Um, so it was right an absolute crazy day today. Is it a madhouse? Uh, yeah, it was definitely a madhouse. I actually... You know, it's it's almost like eight o'clock right now, and I'm still at the office. Um, I was actually still printing. You know, just yeah, I was working. Um, you know, because you, you know, you're you're working at the shop. You had to drive home. You had to do dinner for your wife and all that. And so I was just like, well, I'll yeah. take the extra time. I'll just, you know, print some more stuff for tomorrow, so we can uh, kind of have a a head start. But it's sure. a this is a crazy week. I know. Um, I know you guys are having a pretty crazy week over there too. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's uh, it, it is a season. I was telling you before mm-hmm. press record that our guy who does all of our sublimation, um, you know, he's 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 a high school kid. Um, he he does homeschool, so he comes in about eleven every day. Uh, but today he showed up at nine thirty, and uh, he's like, "You guys told me to come early," and I said, "Would you like to guess how many pages you have?" <laughs> to do today and when i say pages for those listening we print off order summaries a little bit different than what travis does in his, his system i think at least mm-hmm. um but we print off the order summaries and there's probably five to six orders a page on these order summaries right so he his eyes just got really big and he was like please tell me it's not more than 15 and i was like double it add five that's a chance <laughs> 35 pages uh, so the whole day I kept just checking it, Blake, you good? You can do this. We believe in you. Blake, are you good? <laughs> if you've done sublimation and mugs, it is kind of like a hurry up and wait process sometimes because you have mm-hmm. to like 
get everything ready and wrap them and put them in the oven away for them to get down to wrap what's going, you know, wrap the next batch or yeah. round of mugs or whatever. So, uh, but aside from that, um, both printers were firing, uh, you know, the 2100, the 3070. We had shipping people starting from 930 till they were there. Uh, they were there till like 630 tonight, just shipping everything out. Yeah. Um, Cause we had some shifts over the weekend, getting stuff ready to go, keeping up with the, the volume. It's, it is crazy. And I know we talk about this every year, but it is, you forget <laughs> how crazy it is. You and do. I, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I can't express how thankful I am now to be at a point where we have a, a, a staff of people, you know, who are doing their job and, and taking that, taking on those roles. Cause if it was still Jason and I and Theron with this kind of volume, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here talking to you, uh, and I don't know that I'm here for the next episodes either. I'd either be in a psych ward or in a casket, because uh, it would be a trying time for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Uh, but th- things are crazy, but it's always a good thing. It's always a good thing, and it's yeah. good to uh, carve out some time and and take uh, a second to record a new episode for for all of our our. Yeah. Fa- or it's, it's weird for me to say fans. All of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You know what, Josiah? I'm your, I'm one of your fans. So you can at least say fan. Um, likewise. Whether or not likewise. the rest Yes, of the I, people, I know I have at least one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have at least one. So you're good. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah. I, it was interesting. I was listening to a, uh, a another podcast um, while I was cooking some mugs. Um, we've had him on the show. Adam Schneider has a podcast. And I was listening to his and he does, um, yeah. you know, he's, he does his, he doesn't do his own fulfillment uh, for the most part. I think he does some presses. Yeah. He does some like FBA stuff. He just, you know, and then like maybe a return or, Hey, I got a broken mug. And so he sends it out to him, but, but he's not doing his own production. He's sending it all, all off to gear bubble. Um, and uh, mm. um, I was listening to his podcast and he was, he, he recorded it. I don't know the last couple days or something. I don't know. And, and, and he was saying something like, it's so weird I have so much time right now. <laughs> and he was talking about how a couple, like a month ago, he was like so busy and just super, super, you know, getting ready. But it's, it's, it's kind of interesting, the difference in somebody who's doing their own production versus somebody who, yeah. is, you know, is, is outsourcing that and, and the different seasons that we, that we go through. I just thought that was really interesting because I think a lot of our listeners um, are probably doing that. You know, a lot of our yeah. listeners, they they put in their Q4 at the beginning of Q4 to get ready for this sure. crazy selling time. And they're yeah. listening to us and going, oh, you poor, poor men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, uh, you know, get ready for it. Because if this is something that you're going to to grow and maybe eventually bring production in-house, uh, mm-hmm. even even with something like coffee mugs, you know, those, those just sell like they sell. crazy. They're the perfect yeah. gift item uh, for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So just prepare yourselves. And when you're in the thick of it, when that time comes, you'll remember the time that Travis and Josiah were lamenting for what seems like the last five episodes about the wild. <laughs> I've told Travis yeah. that once it's all over, we should have, uh, you know, a, a decompress episode where we just kind of get together, pour some whiskey and tell some, some crazy <laughs> stories about what happened over the last Q4. But, uh, it could, could, could be commiserate if you will. Mm-hmm. So, um, so enough with the lamenting. Let's uh, go to something that is traditionally, and by traditionally, I mean, you know, this year, been a pick-me-up <laughs> in this show, and that is 
the weekly dad joke. Time for the weekly dad joke. So Travis, uh, gotta tell you some news here. I have an invention. I, Oh, my first invention. Yeah. Congratulations, dude. That's pretty cool. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to uh, selling it next Q4. It should be ready. But for those listening and for yourself, of course, just letting you know, I just invented the first thought-controlled air freshener. A thought-controlled air freshener. Wow, that's impressive, man. Yeah. Well, it makes sense when you think about it. And that's this week's weekly dad joke. That one was good. That one was really good. That was it might good. take it a second to sink in, too. You know, you're like, it makes sense what you... Oh, I see what you did right, there. Right, exactly. Yeah. See, That's usually, great. for those listening, when it comes to the note-making process, because we do document and make notes, usually the longest, most arduous part of that is not the research. No, no, no. It's not the note writing itself. No, no, no. It's finding the exact right dad joke for that given episode. <laughs> and you might think I'm I'm bullshitting, but I'm serious. It's been <laughs> there's been times where we spent 15 minutes just scouring. Part part of that though. Jokes. Part of that is just because we're just cracking each other up and just <laughs> telling is, each other true. dad jokes. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, there's a little bit of a benefit to that, but uh, no, that was a good one. I I liked that one. It was good. I liked it. I liked it. So let's go into, uh, well, this week's point of interest. This is Uncle Mike. This is Aunt Jackie. And you're listening to The Point of Interest. Travis, you were telling me before we pressed record, you just kind of had a kind of a side offhand comment about a certain um, experiment, if you will on Etsy. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell the people um, as much, as much as you want, as far as what the experiment is and mm-hmm. uh, the, the payoff of said experiment. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, a couple week, a couple, well, about a month ago, month and a half ago, um, my, my production manager, who's also my son, uh, yeah. came up to me and, uh, Tate and he was like, Hey, this thing happened. And I think if you put <laughs> this thing on a shirt, you're going to, you know, it's going to be crazy. It's going to sell, sell, sell. Um, and I was like, Oh really? Okay. Ch- tell me a little more. And he told me kind of what happened in the scenario. And, you know, I'm not going to go into it, but it was yeah. basically, a a topical kind of trendy thing that happened in the media and it came out and, and I was like, Oh, okay, well um, I don't really have the time to like do a whole bunch of colors and a whole bunch of, you know, variations on, but I'll, I'll throw up one color, you know, one design on some, you know, I don't know, six uh, size variations or something like that on Etsy and just see what happens. Um, Turns out he was right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, you alluded to it before, Josiah. Um, we have sold uh, almost $1,400 of that particular shirt um, as of today. It turns out that you tie a trending phrase or a trending something. Um, and, you know, it's not it's not like Let's Go Brandon, which there's a lot of people doing it out there. It's right. something yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, um, you probably could have done the same thing with that, that phrase, but I'm just saying like, this is a different phrase. 
Um, I just wanted to differentiate that because I think that's probably in a lot of people's minds. Um, this was the something go-to. totally different. <laughs> yeah. And, and as a yeah. matter of fact, I have kind of kept tabs on that particular phrase and like that trend on Etsy and I'll yeah. go search it, you know, once, every, once a week or so, and just kind of see what else has come up there. And, and our product is definitely the best. It's, I mean, it looks the coolest. It has the best mock-ups. Yeah. It looks, and it actually, um, it actually got a bestseller uh, badge, which I've never had a nice. bestseller badge on on Etsy. Um, but we, I guess when you sell fourteen hundred dollars worth of product in a month, um, <laughs> you know they give that to you. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Uh, so anyway, all, all of that to say, it like it really opened up my mind to like, well, how can you scale that? How can you create like systems for when something happens like that? we're going to have a shirt up. We're going to have a mug out. We're going to have a whatever. Right. And you know, there's, there's, there's some caveats to that. I mean, the first thing you need is somebody that's got their pulse on culture, you know, and, and and on the media and like what's going on out there. And so luckily, you know, at least in certain areas, uh, my son has, you know, he's, he's listening to things, he's hearing things. And so I'm hoping that we can like, potentially make a way to kind of capitalize on that. And um, because, because of that particular product, um, our Etsy sales, I feel like have even the product, like um, every, the rest of our stuff that's in our Etsy store, that is not this product has had a boost sort of because of the velocity that this product gave us. And so our Q4 has been, way, way, way better on Etsy than it ever has. Um, and I think, you know, cause I think that whole rising tide lifts all boats kind of thing. Yep. Um, yep. this particular product really did help the, you know, the algorithm kind of could show our stuff a little more than maybe it has in the past. Uh, so that's, that's kind of a cool little, you know, it really wasn't started as an experiment. It was kind of a yeah. throw the dart at the wall and see what happens. And sure. then it turned into this like, wow, okay, well, if this is true, then this, then this, then this, maybe we can right. extrapolate some data and like go, okay, well, can we reproduce this? What does that look like? Um, and it's going to give us something to to kind of think about, you know, after the craziness of Q4 in January and February and, and moving forward. So it's cool. Yeah. yeah, it is awesome. And I think, you know, uh, that the phrase um, to me was, when I had heard it, because I also had heard what you know was going on, and but it seemed pretty benign to me uh, mm. when he said when when it came out of the mouth of a person said it, whatever. But uh, but for your for your production manager for Tate, your son to have the the foresight and the thought of like that's a t-shirt, you know what I mean? I think that's yeah, that's really mm-hmm. key because sometimes even I'll miss that thing kind of stuff and I'll see it the next day and be like, son of a gun that is a good t-shirt you know what i mean right (laughs) is on the pulse but also is just constantly you know thinking like i I think we could put that on an item for sale and it is you know last week madeline talked about kind of like that that super niche is kind of taking two things that is politically and and culturally relevant and combining it with another a certain group of Mm. people who are interested in that niche and marrying the two together you're Mm -hmm. taking people that are that are going to be on both sides and are going to be in favor in it. And you're going to get this kind of trending thing that you, you stumble upon really. But the, yeah. the art is the art of it is like you said, having someone on the pulse of it, 
it would hard mm-hmm. to me. It would be hard for that that person to be a VA, especially if they're out of the country, because sure. they might not have that um, same kind of finger on the pulse of American yeah. culture, just because yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. in it. So it would have to be someone that you you hire, you know, stateside, whether that's your graphic designer or whatever. But they would have to be immersed in the culture enough to know mm-hmm. what they think would hit when it comes to an apparel item or a mug or what have you. Yeah. I think one of the other things, you know, when you were talking about what Madeline said about marrying those two, kind of the super niche thing, um, we talked about this, I don't know, months ago, I kind of gave away one of my products that really did well. um, Yeah. Not like a couple of uh, Valentine's days. And it was because I married Valentine's day with a political thing. And um, it was the Trump wall that he was talking about building. And I, and the mug, the coffee mug that we sold, hundreds of these coffee mugs, if not thousands of these coffee mugs, it just said, I want you on the other side of the, or on my side of the wall, had a little <laughs> picture of Trump, had little hearts, you know, it was, it was, um, it was very trendy at the time that was big in the news. It was also happened to be Valentine's day. And I think we kind of hit that with this quote, not that we married Christmas with the quote or with the, the product, it just happened no. to be Christmas. And so it's like, well, if I'm sure. searching for something unique and cool to give, well, this is definitely unique. It's it's trendy. So you almost kind yeah. of get a get out of jail free card or a free pass, I guess, on trendy things. You don't necessarily need to marry them as long as they're yeah. trendy enough. You don't necessarily need to marry them with another thing if you do it during sure. Christmas, which was interesting yeah. to me because I hadn't really thought of that because I've always thought like Madeline, you know, you need two things to marry um, and this one just kind of, just because of the timeliness of it already had number two kind of baked in. Yeah. I think, I think you can look at it, you know, kind of like uh, a triangle, right? So you can have, you know, combining all three, whether it's political or something else in the time of year would be the mm. perfect scenario. But sometimes yeah. you have one of the two that marry and the third one just happens to be, it happens to be during that time, which is in your case, right? It took the political thing, mixed it with a, another niche. And then mm-hmm. uh, it just happened to be during the holiday season, but that wasn't in the forethought. So right, you can sometimes right. combine one or the other. All three is great, but you don't necessarily need all three for it to, to go off you know, in a yeah. good way. And yeah. <clears throat> what I will say, Travis, is that I certainly want you on my side of the wall. There's no question. <laughs> there's a couple of people. There's a couple of people that I want on my side of the wall. You... And all of the listeners of the Brand Demand guest. <laughs> so, um, I blacked out there for a second. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's this week's uh, point of interest. <laughs> we're we're gonna get like, like people are gonna email us and be like, "What the hell? What yeah. was that about? Why? Why <laughs> did that happen? I'm canceling you. Uh, <laughs> it's all." you're you're a fake you're a fake podcast uh so um (laughs) so anyway speaking of email though um Mm -hmm. we do we would love to hear from you even if it is the fact that you're unsubscribing for my trump impression (laughs) i knew i knew the risks uh info at we are doing a mailbag episode uh, mm-hmm. This week, we have a couple of posts from people on our Facebook group and an email uh, from a gentleman who has a question. And we thought, honestly, guys, in complete transparency, as, as you've you've heard from Travis and I, 
things are nuts right now. Mm-hmm. So in yeah. complete transparency, I text him today. I said, Hey, I can record tonight, like at seven, seven thirty. Is there anything easy that we can cover? Because <laughs> time time is of uh, uh is is a um a hot commodity at the moment. Yep. And so if these episodes during the Q4 season are shorter, that's why, because we I have to be at the office at the shop again by seven o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah. Because uh, well. because things are nuts. So um we're gonna do a mailbag episode and kind of talk about some questions that we have had. This first one mm-hmm. uh, is from Fiona Darcy. And I, before I read the question, I got to say, uh, Fiona's posted a couple times on our Facebook group, and I know mm-hmm. that she's listening to this. And how do I know, you ask, other listeners <laughs> that aren't Fiona? I will tell you how I know uh, that Fiona's listening because. Her most recent post uh, says she loves listening to the podcast, which is awesome. Uh, thank you so much, Fiona. Uh, these guys are like family now. That's great. I the Chris I will let, DM you my address for the Christmas card with the gift cards <laughs> to Amazon for Travis and myself because we're family now, and we will of course reciprocate in kind uh, with it with a T shirt. Uh, I've binge listened to all sixty eight episodes since finding them six week six weeks ago. I cry when I caught up with all the episodes, which I can relate because there's a part of me as a, as guilty pleasure slash embarrassingness to say, every time I watch Friends, I don't watch the last episode because I, I, to me, they're all living in New York still. Okay, They're all still there. All six of them living their <laughs> lives. Okay, I, I can empathize with you, Fiona. But she goes on to say, she, after she said she cried when she caught up with all the episodes, she listened to them Again, a second time. <laughs> we have our first, re- well, first of all, our first binge listener, I think. If you want to contest <laughs> for that crown, Facebook group it up. Let us know. Yep. Uh, but she is a repeat binger, uh, which sounds like the worst idea when it comes to rehab. But in this case, it's good. Um, uh, and then she says, she can't, rem- can't recommend the podcast enough. You know, dad jokes, witty banter, the profession, please please blushing but uh fiona <laughs> you're crazy uh we love you and i know we're probably yep. you're probably are listening to this episode but thank you so much uh for yep. your for your dedication i travis before i read the question your thoughts on fiona's just full-on number one pod cast fandomness. Uh, I don't know who uh, would challenge for the crown at this point. I don't know. And if somebody does want to, like you said, go to that Facebook group. Um, I do know that Fiona also, she's actually um, in Australia and she has her own pod production facility. And so that's pretty dang cool. Um, She's like, do, I think she said she had uh, eight, seven, seven production or a, a, like processes that she does. And I'm like, Holy crap, that's more than I have. And so, um, you know, who knows, maybe someday we'll have, um, we'll have Fiona, we'll have Fiona on here and, uh, you know, she can just wow us, wow us with her, um, Australian accent for one and all of her POD knowledge. You're not wrong. We might have her do some bumpers in her Australian accent just to get that like, (laughs) I'm not even getting Australian is the one dialect that I really can't do. And so I'm not going to insult 
our top listener by trying and just butchering <laughs> the beauty of the Australian accent. Fair, um, fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. So, uh, but but Fiona posted uh, a second time, or her her you know her first post, um, asking about. Uh, a certain software platform. I'm gonna, halfway through the post. She says, "I recall Travis and Josiah talking about a program slash platform they used to set customers up with their own stores, etc." I would absolutely love some recommendations on where to start. Pretty please. Uh, she's also polite. Pretty please. No one says that anymore. Bonus. <laughs> in Australia, we mainly have the big guys for POD. However, they lack in customer service and product quality, so we are being inundated with inquiries. I have used Deco Network in the past, uh, but I'm looking for something better suited to setting up online stores for customers, which we can manage from the back end, etc. Thank you for listening to my que- to my long question. I really appreciate appreciate any help you can give. Kind regards, Fiona. So, Travis, um, she mentioned Deco Network in the post, so I will let you answer first with what you guys are kind of looking at, and then I'll kind of follow up with uh, my my experience using Deco Network. Yeah, um, we did do an entire episode on Deco Network. Just I want you to listen or look that up while you're waiting, but um, so we know what episode we can point people to. But um, so I have watched you guys use Deco Network in this very way that she's talking about, like creating stores for your customers and um, you know basically allowing your customers to have their own place online, um, and you can even like make it their URL even, um, which is really yeah. cool. And, and so there's like, I've seen you guys do this and you have, I think over a hundred stores with clients that you guys have set up over, you know, over the, the time that you've been on Deco network. Yeah. And so it's, to me, it's like an exact fit for what Fiona wants to do for us. What, what we did, we basically wanted to have that functionality for ourselves, for some of our clients. Um, but really the impetus for us was more about like doing local orders and having the ability to quote local orders to people. And Hey, you know, there's this company and they want, you know, a hundred, you know, embroidered caps um, and, you know, 200 hoodies and 400 shirts or whatever it is. Um, So they were, this whole thing, you know, they, that was really the impetus for us to have that ability because one of the cool things about the solution we went with, which is Inksoft, um, was uh, it, it had this incredible backend that could do both kind of that local quoting and 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 all of that stuff, and then it could also do the stores, which I you know I'm still interested in. Um, I think the difference for us is that we just got into it probably four months ago, I think maybe, or something like that. Um, we have used it a lot for local and we've sold, you know, several, you know, lots and lots of thousands of dollars worth of product um, for, for local. We have not yet started a store. Part of that is because um, we, you know, we just haven't, we just haven't made the time. That's again, that's like a kind of a 2022 thing. Um, we actually have one of our clients that is a local guy that, um, yeah. Uh, that we've we've sold a lot of stuff to and he's like hey can you just put all the stuff we've bought from you just in a store so i can get it whenever and i'm like yes we can do that 
but not right now. <laughs> Let's soon. wait till 20. <laughs> yeah, it's coming soon. So, so we'll, we'll, we will be creating our first e-commerce store in 2022. Uh, but nice. So we're using Inksoft for yeah. that reason. So we kind of have both of those, you know, things covered. Um, I personally, when I, the reason I didn't go with Deco Network, even though I have a friend that uses it, I didn't like the store as well. I thought the, the, yeah. A, the user interface and actually like the customer like facing site just looked better to me with yes. Inksoft. Um, and then there was a couple of things that as as I talked to Josiah and picked his brain over and over, he was like, well, I, this is what I don't like about Inksoft. This is what I like. And I specifically went to Inksoft and said, um, or he said about that about Deco Network. I specifically went to Inksoft and said, well, do you do this? Do you do this? Do you do this? And they answered all of these things um, in, in the positive. And so I was like, yeah. well, they do all these things. And then there was one hiccup with Inksoft, which was about giving your, uh, your customers access to their store, like limited yes. access to where they could load the things up and all that. And about the time we were ready to make a decision, Inksoft said, Hey, we're going to give you the ability to grant admin access to your customers. And I was like, all right, well, that's it. We were already uh, leaning that yes. way. And that kind of just pushed, you know, pushed it all over. So anyway, that's yeah. why we went with Inksoft. I'm curious to hear your answer to the question, Josiah, about Deco Network. Yeah, well, I'll first say that um, I, I'm going to go ahead and just take credit for those user permissions happening at Inksoft because I badgered those people. Uh, <laughs> I made them feel uh, very inadequate for not having user permissions when I was on the phone with them. Uh mm. And I'll get to that uh, kind of at the end of my dissertation here. Buckle in. Uh, no, but we <laughs> used, <clears throat> we found Deco Network and we, of course, we found Inksoft as well. I think I heard about Inksoft maybe at the first SGIA when we were in Vegas together. Maybe I remember talking to his name is yeah, John yeah. Cantu, I believe, uh, was the guy that we talked to uh, there. And kind of he kind of showed us the functionality of it. And walking away from that, I thought, well, that's probably it, right? Like that's, mm -hmm. that's what we want. But at the time, they didn't have the user permissions, which was huge because when we started, um, we had a, fa a Squarespace store and I love Squarespace. They've come a long way um, as mm -hmm. well as far as their e-commerce functionality. And uh, I, I would recommend Squarespace to anybody, especially if someone's kind of wanting a more well-rounded site that has kind of like maybe blog posts and, you know, different page functionalities. Squarespace mm -hmm. is, is, is a lot better, in my opinion, than Shopify when it comes to that. And they've upped their e-commerce game. But when we first started... We, had, we were doing Squarespace stores, and you can, of course, do individual pages on Squarespace, and they each have their own URL slug. So it's wellforapparel.com slash printondemandcast, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the bad thing about that was that I specifically, personally, was in <laughs> charge of listing every item, every variation, every mock-up, every... I mean, it mm -hmm. was enormously overwhelming. And right. so I, I wanted to offload that and make it their responsibility. If you actually look, look at uh, Fiona's Facebook post, that's actually what she's been doing. She has been doing that with Shopify, which is another sure. incredible platform that you can do. Yeah. But she yeah, has yeah. been basically taking their store and then doing the slash yes. man cast or yeah. whatever. So she's, yeah. she's in your same shoes, you know? Sure. Yeah. And, and I, I know she said she mentioned Deco Network and she used Deco Network in the past looking for something better suited to letting us set up stores for customers, which can manage from the back end. Um, Fiona, that's exactly what we do with Deco. So I'd be interested to hear your experience with Deco, 
um, what you tried to do, because that that is literally we probably have um, I can probably look it up right now, but we probably easily have over 300 stores on Deco Network um, mm. that are that are active, that are functional, um, that are working. The reason Deco Network was so appealing was because of the user access. Um, so each customer signs up for their store. They get this uh, a unique login credentials and then they can go in and select products to sell that we have already made available for them with a set predetermined wholesale price, right? So, you know, if they want to sell a mug, it's, you know, a 15 ounce mug is 11 bucks. So then, then they get to put their art on it and then they get to list it for sale and market up whatever they want to their customer. And it's completely dependent on them to mm-hmm. do that. So we don't touch that anymore. So their stuff, it was really crazy to go from, from the, the transition because initially uh, doing the Squarespace thing, I was personally overseeing everything that made it to any store. So mm. when Deco hit, seeing stuff that I had no idea existed <laughs> was interesting. I mean, to this day, there's yeah. stuff that will print and be like, whose is that? I don't know. Let's mm-hmm. look at, oh yeah, never seen that before in my life, but they sold it. So ship it off. Uh, so that is what we're using Deco Network for. And it's worked really well for us. The downside, I, I will say, is, as I've told Travis and, and you, the listener, doesn't have to repeatedly ask me what I don't like about Deco like Travis had to. I'll just come out and tell you. Uh, <laughs> the, the decoration processes are a little limited. Um, so like with laser, for example, or UV, they mm-hmm. don't have a, a preset, um, decoration process for you. Right. So then you have to add a custom product and that is an entirely different workaround, um, that I have figured out through much trial and error, but it's not fun. <laughs> it's certainly not, uh, easy necessarily. The other thing that I noticed on Deco is that they only give you six total decoration methods on, yeah, and on Inksoft it's unlimited. So that was a for us. I was like, well, we we can't expand at that point with Deco to other decoration methods, um, right? With Deco, so with Inksoft we were able to do that. So I just want to point that out too. Yeah. So I'm actually as we're talking here, I'm logging into the back end of our store or of our Deco network account. Um, Cause I want to th- say that the, um, the decoration processes are limited to printing DTG screen printing, sublimation, embroidery, uh, rhinestone, which we all know how in demand that is Come on Deco. <laughs> and listen, I have no problem calling them out because I've also badgered their customer service team right. quite a bit. Um, so DTG, uh, screen printing transfer is a print process you can use, but that's, that's it. After Mm -hmm. that, um, you can't really add or like Travis said, Inksoft you can add. So that's, that's a win for Inksoft. Um, Travis, you're also correct in your, uh, observation that the stores themselves are a lot more, uh, for lack of a better term, sexy, right? They're appealing to the user, Mm -hmm. to the eye. Um, they're a lot <clears throat> nicer to me, I think. Um, I haven't gotten into the back end of, of on, Inksoft. On Inksoft is what you're saying. They're sexy yes, yeah. on they're, Inksoft. They're, they're, yes, yes. They're, they're much more appealing to the eye. I like the way they look. Yeah. I haven't gotten into the back end of Inksoft to tell you uh, whether it's easier or harder to create the online store, which maybe when you guys 
make your first online store. I can just come over to your shop and or see mm-hmm. if I can break it. I'm really interested to see the back end of their <laughs> store, basically, yeah. is what I'm saying to you or their setup. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I like that a lot as well. Um, the integration with catalogs is nice. I think TSC, or sorry, not TSC, but Sanmar is able to integrate with a lot more catalogs, including TSC um, as well. So depending on who your supplier is, um, you can mm-hmm. just import their entire catalog uh, instead yeah. of having to to add it manually. Um, so Deco Network's been great for us. We are kind of looking, you know, at Inksoft, especially with the user permissions. I had talked to the customer service guys at Inksoft, and they're kind of giving us a, a tour. And I asked about user permissions, and they said, "No, we don't have that." And I said, "Well, then you can't really call yourself an apples to apples comparison to Deco Network, because that mm-hmm. was our whole thing. It's like, oh, we're apples to apples comparison." Uh, and I was very, very uh, direct in saying, well, that's a lie. Because at this <laughs> point, if yeah. you had that, we'd switch. But you don't. Right. So we can't. So either add that or don't call yourselves an Apple Apple comparison. It can't be that hard. Deco Network's doing it. So um, all of that to say, Fiona, I don't know that there is necessarily a wrong answer for you. But if, like Travis said, you have that many print processes happening, at any given time in your production shop there in Australia, Inksoft might be the better um, solution for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, and like I said, I love everything about them and I want to revisit this thing with the user permissions happening. So um, I might find myself, I make your mark design around uh, January 2, just to see, <laughs> just to see what's happening with Inksoft. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, that's a, uh... Fiona, thanks for writing that question in. Really appreciate that. Yes, thank you that. so much. Um, we enjoy kind of geeking out on some of this stuff because we mm-hmm. we go really deep and you know like down the rabbit hole, um, you know with with some of these software solutions and things like that. Yeah. And um, th- there are other solutions out there as well. But um, I know there's uh, Printavo um, is another, but it's it's more of a shop management tool that has yeah. a store slash I think they call it merch uh, functionality. That may be yeah. something that you'd want to look into as well. Um, those are kind of, the, to me, those are the three bigs. Um, Deco, Deco Network, Inksoft, Printavo um, for both print shop management, um, inventory management even um, in some different ways. It's, it's harder for print on demand uh, for obvious reasons. And then they also all have kind of this merch or, you know, store functionality uh, that they're adding in. Yeah. And, and there's probably more out there. In fact, I'm, I'm confident that there's a lot more out there that uh, we, I just haven't had the time or reason to really yeah. explore. To, to explore, right. But I, I will say before we move on to the next question, because I've looked at a lot of solutions because um, – just looking at what out what else is out there because mm-hmm. um another another I guess you'd call it pro tip, right? Even though you have a solution, doesn't mean you should be married to it. Maybe look out there, see what's better, yeah. see pricing wise, feature wise, and see what makes the best sense for you. Uh, but in my um searchings and Jason and I's kind of uh endeavor to find something that is a, an equivalent, the user permission stuff is 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 huge for us. And Fiona, it sounds like it is for you as well. So there is a lot out there that didn't have that component where everything else was awesome. But without that, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. You have to do everything. You have to create everything. And for some people, that's fine. They're fine because they're only going after people that have 
four designs total and they right. only want them on t-shirts or, or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's very, very simple. It's very kind of cookie cutter. So that may make sense for you, but um, yeah, for and you that, guys, I mean, obviously and didn't. Could be, and I don't think it's going to for us either. Yeah, they they could use. I mean, people could use uh, VAs for that process too. If they're right, doing totally. everything yourself, there there is a way to craft a workflow and a system that will work for you on those platforms. Um, so, by no means uh, write off write off any of these solutions that we're that we're mentioning or, or just because they don't have these permissions, it might work great for you. Um, but uh, just check it out and see what you think. So moving on to question number two, Travis, uh, mm-hmm. this is from your guy. Uh, yeah. One of your friends posted up, reached out, asked us a question, Chris Pepke, uh, which we actually, full disclosure, we had to ask him how to pronounce his last name because it's spelled P-U-E-P-P-K-E. And uh, <laughs> to me, that'd be Pepk, but it's Pepke. So uh, tell us, man, question two, hit us with it. Let's hear it. Uh, Chris is actually smiling right now. I know he is. So <laughs> he's laughing at me. I hope so. Silently. I don't know. I don't know, Chris. I don't know you. No disrespect by butchering the last name. That's why we reached out for it. And we actually have it phonetically spelled on our notes. So I didn't want to get it wrong. Didn't want to get it wrong. <laughs> uh, so he had kind of two questions. Um, and uh, we're, you know, we're already at the 40 minute mark on this thing. So uh, remember that time we'll I little... said these episodes would be shorter. <laughs> I do remember that. Uh, but we, maybe we'll go a little quicker through these two. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. basically, he was asking, um, he asked two questions. The first one was really about custom order workflow and how do we handle custom orders and what is our workflow for that? Uh, and then the second was he asked about automation for creating mockups and, um, and, and I know, I know Chris has like some really great automation tools himself, um, for creating mockups. And, and in fact, I was actually, um, you know, talking to him about coming on the podcast maybe and sharing some of that in this, in the future someday. But I, I do have a couple of answers for these two, two questions. The first one being yeah. the custom order workflow, um, you know, full disclosure, we don't do hard, we hardly do any custom, but basically what we do for custom orders, um, is going to be, so we have every order from all of our different channels, from all of our different clients, customers, that use us as a fulfillment partner, it all goes into order desk. And we've talked about order desk in the past. Um, and then there are a certain set of rules and, and, um, things that happen when an order hits that particular shop, uh, inside of order desk and some, so if, if our customers, or if we have a, an order that, um, a particular, if, if we have a customer that has like a lot of custom, what we will do is we will set it to not actually auto push to ship station before the customer themselves says, Hey, the order is ready. The art is actually ready. Um, because what happens with an, with a custom order is like, Hey, I want to buy this thing, but I want it to say John, you know, or whatever. And so you have to create that art in the meantime, before that actually goes to your print partner. And so what we do is in order desk, it sits in a, in a new folder, basically it's called, it's just a folder and it's new. And when you have created the art for that custom, you know, item, you push it to the ready, uh, to the next folder, which um, is, what is it? Is it ready to ship 
or ready for production. I can't even remember. Let me just look it up here. Oh, it's ready to print. So, and then once it's in the ready to print file, that's when it automatically at a certain time every day, we push all of the ready to print to ship station. And then it goes to in print queue until it actually ships. And then once it's, once it actually ships, it goes out of the in print queue into shipped the chipped folder. And so it just kind of trickles down. So if you don't have any custom orders and you're using, you know, our facility, it would just automatically go into the ready to print folder when it sells because it doesn't have to be manipulated in any way. So that's how we handle it. Um, It's the same for our, we do have a couple of Etsy things that, um, Actually, I think they're on Walmart, but our VA basically just handles all of those and gets all of the data and creates the print files and then puts them into the ready to print folder um, once she's completed that art for that particular order. Do you guys do much custom or how does that work for you guys? Yeah, so we have a couple clients on Etsy, Madeline included, that do some some custom art files, uh, but then they're all linked to a ship station. Um, But because it's... I think all of them are on Etsy. Um, if they're if they're on Deco, Deco does uh, you know have the option where you can add a field or you know personalization if if applicable, and then we have our VA catch that, create it, put it in the Dropbox folder, and notify us when it's there, so then we can process it. Um, but when it comes to you know, uh, let's see, there's one, two, I think it's three or four total. They will because they still have they have access to the ship station. They have access to their Etsy sale, you know, backend. They will create the art when they see the order come through. Drop it in the Dropbox and title it after the name of the person that ordered it. So when we go to print it, uh, it's already there uh, on in, in their folder. Um, mm-hmm. Dropbox is how we do a lot of our file organization and uh, for for our clients in the first place. So they'll just add a custom folder. They'll see the sale come through, create it, drop it in there, and then it's usually ready to go by the time we go to print. Um, so that's kind of the system we've developed just because they have access to, to the back end of all that stuff too, so they can see it usually before we do. Um, so the gadget uh, usually happens a lot faster. So um, I was going to ask you, how long is the uh, wait time, or is there any when you push it from order desk to ship station? If you, no, if it's, you, a, it's instantaneous. instantaneous? Okay. Yeah, it nice. just automatically pushes it to ShipStation right then. And because you actually, in order desk, you have a ShipStation integration um, that sure. you set up. And um, so it's 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 API, it's immediate. So as soon as you move, you you can manually like push an order to ShipStation, or yeah. the way we have it is um, once a day, it actually creates a spreadsheet of all the orders um, with. Uh, all of the links to all of the art that is, you know, in any manual, um, you know, any other things, order notes, any of that stuff, Uh, that, that email with that spreadsheet goes to our VA um, at like 10 o'clock at night and she's in the Philippines. And so she works on that all night and creates those print files for us based on those spreadsheets. And then the next day we come in and all of our, all of our art is ready and our, and our, uh, all of that, all those orders are already in ship station and she tags them the, which, which ones she's actually, you know, are sure. print ready. And so yeah. we know which ones are, you know, um, correspond with our print files. We know which orders are corresponding in ship station. So it works out really well since she's nice. working, you know, the, yeah. 
basically the other 12 hours of the day. <laughs> sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, Chris, I hope that is helpful to you. Oh, mock-up generation automation. Yeah. Uh, Travis, talk a little bit about that because your solution is is very similar to my solution. And I'll just kind of throw in what isn't in, in our solution uh, compared to yours. But mock-up generation automation, how do you crank out mm-hmm. multiple mock-ups in one fell swoop? Yeah, we and I know Chris, this is kind of a setup for Chris because he has a really cool solution that he's been trying to get me to listen to. Come on the podcast, Chris. (laughs) Who said that? Did you hear that? Did you hear something? I I, I blocked out again. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But so we for the longest time were doing all of our mockups manually. Um, We would, you know, use a, a kind of a combination of placeit.net amalgamation of placeit.net and you know photoshop mock-ups that we would you know kind of create on our own and just all of these different things to just do all of these different mock-ups uh recently we found a an incredible tool and um it's all it is is it's a plug-in uh for photoshop and what it does um it it basically it's called mock-up. What is it called? <laughs> bulk mock-up. That's what it's called. And I think it's like bulk mockup.net or bulk.com or something, but it's not, it's not like a website where you have to like put something into it and then it does its thing on the web and then pulls it down. This is actually inside of your Photoshop. So you get like a license think one license per thing or whatever. It's only like 50 bucks, 30 bucks, 40 bucks. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But basically what it does is you 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 have to set up two folders. You have to set up the smart object folder and then the uh, art folder, and then it'll create an output folder. And so so you can have like the, the cool thing about it is, is that it actually uses smart objects. So you can go to like creative market and different places on the web where, or you can even make them yourself to where like I have like a coffee mug and it has a smart object that kind of bends around that coffee mug. Um, so any, any art that I want to put on a coffee mug, I put into that smart object and then it, it kind of warps it around that. It's really cool. Right. It looks more realistic. I personally think it sells better because it's just a, it looks more realistic and it looks like a quality mock-up and you can do that with, you know, a lot of different things, but there's a lot of people that sell mock-ups even on Etsy that have smart objects. So you can put like um, a smart object and then you can put 50 things in this other folder that are the art. And then it'll literally make 50 mock-ups and put them in the output folder Right. And you, you can do multiple smart objects at the same time. So you could put 10 smart object back, you know, like mock-up things that you want, 50 different um, art images, and it'll literally do number one, 50 times. Then it'll do number two, 50 times. Now it is taking up computer resources. You have to have a computer sure. open with Photoshop open during that time. Um, it's not automated in the cloud or anything like that. Um, but overall uh, we've actually bought licenses for myself for, uh, and then three other people on our staff and it has revolutionized our mock-up creation. Um, it's amazing how many mock-ups we can get now and how quickly we can get them with this one yeah. tool. So that's, yeah. that's one way to do it. 
Josiah, yeah. I know you guys use a different way. Why don't you tell yeah, me about our, that? Yeah, ours is, ours is very similar. Uh, it's bulk mock-up generator. Uh, one word difference. Uh, but the, <laughs> difference, the difference is that uh, it doesn't have the smart, like Travis said, the smart object um, capability. Mm-hmm. And it's a web-based thing. Um, so if you don't have Photoshop, this could be a good solution yeah. for you as well. Um, but you can have um, the blank mock-up that you want to use. I think they have some provided as well. Uh, for you and then you drop the design it opens up the mock-up the blank you drop the design on it one time you hit go and it places it on all of the the t-shirts and hoodies and stuff that you have in one one click of a button so you can do you know mm-hmm. 50 100 mock-ups at once and and then you know do the mugs that kind of thing yeah i think you i haven't used it a whole lot i've used it once or twice jason uses it uh, a lot more if we get him mm-hmm. on the podcast soon too hello so it's freaking windy in here uh so anyway <laughs> but you know, like the dtg thing and then the mugs as well or sublimation so um but it, it has done the same thing to where we used to, this again a smorgasbord of mock-up generation between printful and place it and mm-hmm. you know all of these yep. different places um, but this has definitely helped because if we have a new design, we want to get it on the set on multiple mockups at once. That's it. You're done. It's very, yep. very quick. Um, so that hopefully, uh, Chris, and I know again, it's a setup. You can come on and talk about what is it? What is it? What is it, Travis? His cloudinary. Solution? He uses cloudinary. cloudinary. Yeah. See, it sounds mm-hmm. fake, Chris. You have to come and convince me that it's real. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> come on the show. Uh, <laughs> convince me that it's real. Uh, so uh, that's it for question number two. Uh, question number three emailed to us, which is refreshing almost. We don't get a whole lot of email action, but this gentleman, Eric Talbot, definitely uh, you know, changed the game a little bit by emailing us. Again, info at printondemandcast.com. I say every week if social media is not your thing, then I throw it out there. Eric took us off on it. So mm-hmm. thank you, Eric. His question is as follows. I'm really worried about shipping times. <laughs> I keep thinking in my head that there's like this music bed underneath. It's very, makes very sense. <laughs> like, you know how Jimmy Fallon, when he writes his notes, is like that piano yes. thing. Yeah, yes. there's a piano thing. Yeah. Yes. We don't have we don't have any any backup singers or band yeah, or anything a, like there's that. There's a piano right over there, but no one's playing it. So uh, anyway, I'm really worried about shipping times this year, this time of year. I keep getting conflicting reports about how long shipping carriers are taking to get the items delivered. I don't want my metrics to take a hit. So what are your best suggestions for handling handling late deliveries around the holidays? This is a very real thing. Travis, you and I have talked mm-hmm. about it. Um, yep. because especially in the holidays, things are going to be backed up. Um, yeah. And, and this year, especially, it seems like multiple things layered here that would result in delays. Uh, but Travis, I know you have a pretty, uh, quick, easy solution that you shared with me because I came to you almost with this same question, Eric, <laughs> I need you to stop listening in on our conversations. Um, uh, but uh, tell the people, Travis, what what do you do when someone says, hey, man, where's my crap? Or, hey, this says it's delivered. It's not delivered. I don't have it. What's going on? When's it going to get here? So on and so forth. What do you do? Well, Josiah, have you ever you've you've flown in planes because we've been on a lot of, you know, trips together. And, you know, that little yeah. card that you get in the back and you know how it tells you to, like, put your head between your legs and yes. just, you know, 
basically crash. Channel. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's kind of similar to, <laughs> to what I no, It's not actually similar at all. You but tell the customer it feels like that. <laughs> no, I don't tell hey, the listen, customer I know, that. I know your shirt's not here, but if you would just <laughs> lean forward. obviously obviously i'm joking but at the same time there is a little bit of um seriousness to that in in the fact that you're gonna freaking have late deliveries Uh, you know that's just it is inevitable that there is going to be a delay some of your products may not actually reach the final destination i mean we're shipping hundreds hundreds and hundreds of products every single day inevitably a small percentage of those are going to get hung up in the mail or lost or you know there's there's a myriad of things that can happen to your product so what do you do when that happens well i have i mean in the past i remember i used to get when when i because i i came from the fba world and amazon handles all of your you know your issues customer service you don't have yeah you don't have to deal with it so uh, when I first got into the merchant fulfilled stuff and when I was actually dealing with the customers, I would just get so cynical and I'd be like, Oh, whatever you did. That didn't get lost. You just, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, that mug wasn't broken. You just want a second yeah. one. Like, exactly. Then, you know, but at the end of the day, I think where you really need to come to is, is, is a customer service mindset and be like, you know what? I don't care if you're lying to me. It's not worth my time to a worry about it or b sure. try to make you prove it. Uh, yeah. What is what what I need to do is just say we are going to serve you the best possible way we can. We're going to get you yep. an, uh, you know a product back right out to you. Um, so sorry about the inconvenience. Um, the bottom line, and I think the thing that you're maybe alluding to is that I do have um, some templates that I've created that basically yep. say you know, Hey, you know, the customer says, Hey, I haven't found this, or this wasn't, this says it's delivered. The pr- tracking says it's delivered, but I didn't get it. I have this thing that says basically, Hey, you know, the tracking says this, it was delivered at this time to this place and this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Please check your order information. Uh, yeah. Check your address. It has a place for their address and I'm copying and pasting these different things. Um, and then, you know, I go to the tracking, I copy the delivered f- at and where I paste that in. I copy the, the customer's um, address, I paste yeah. that in. Then I cust- copy the, the, the actual tracking information. And then at the bottom, it says, if you still haven't found your product, here are some things that you can do. Check with your neighbors, blah, blah, blah. If you're in an apartment complex, check with your manager, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it has like all of these kind of things. And then um, if that hasn't worked, please contact us for, you know, whatever, blah, 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 right. <laughs> more blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you what, 50% of those emails never come back to me again. Like they right. find it or whatever. And then I'll, I'll, I'll say another 10 to 20% actually do email back and they say, Oh my gosh, my neighbor had it. Sure. Oh, so thanks so much, blah, blah, blah. You know, so, yeah. um, so that's one way to, uh, to handle, Kind of the hey tracking says it's delivered, but I haven't seen it. Um, right. But at the same time, there are porch pirates. Those that is a real thing, and That's so a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, unfortunately, yeah. So there may be times when you still have to like 
send a second product out. And that's just yep. part of doing business. Every single retail, every single retail store in the world has a thing called spoilage or, yeah. you know, and, yep. and, and it's based shrinkage. shrinkage. Yeah. And, yep. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So it, it, that's part of that. That's just part of doing retail business is that you're going to have, you know, quote unquote theft, quote unquote loss and all of those things. And, and you just have to kind of deal with it. What, what do you guys do when a customer, you know, is trying to figure out where the product is or, or maybe they get a broken product or they don't like it. Sure. I mean, sure, sure, sure. He's specifically talking about, I'm sorry. He's specifically talking about this time of year and getting stuff by Christmas. How do you handle that question? Am I going to get this in time? Yeah. So a lot of it is, you know, I think we sent out an email to all of our partners uh, as far as people that we fulfill for and said, Hey, if you want your customers to get it by Christmas, here's the date that you need to communicate to them to order by. Um, And then we can, you know, do our best. Typically, I mean, it was this week. It was today. Tell them to Mm -hmm. order by this date and we can get it out um, by the end of the week and be there by Christmas barring any kind of delivery or, you know, carrier issues. Snafu. Yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So um, we kind of, we tried to, to manage, you know, expectations there with our partners with, you know, the people on Amazon and Walmart who we probably get three or four emails a day, like, Hey man, where's my thing? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, We will, you know, send them the tracking information that we have, tell them kind of the same thing. We don't have a template, but Hey, you know, check with your neighbor, check with what what have you, and then let us know if you haven't still found it um, or, and then, and then we'll go from there. Sometimes uh, we'll just kind of like, Hey, yeah, we'll send you a replacement just cause it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of easier just to yeah, send them the replacement. And like right. you said, drink. That's what it is. Um, and, and we have experienced this year. I don't know about you guys, but this year seems to be an uptick in that kind of a scenario where we've had a mm-hmm. lot of instances with, with our um, both of our fulfillment partners and Amazon and Walmart and Etsy, an uptick in people being like, "Hey, this says it's delivered, but it's not." Or, "Hey, UPS says that they're going to update the tracking soon, but I also got a shipping notification on the eighth, and yep. and we're like, yeah, we we sent it on the eighth. So I don't really know where this is in transit. Sometimes it's easier just to say, "Hey, we'll send you a replacement because it's it results in a happier customer. They feel like you're resolving the issue immediately. Yeah, you kind of eat that cost, but." At the end of the day, the happy customers kind of they'll come back and they'll purchase yeah. again. So um, that, that's what we do. We don't have anything autom- as, as automated as a template or copy and paste. But I will say, though, it's interesting. Uh, there is a lot of instances where I have to reach out to people because they don't enter the correct address information or it's incomplete or ship station can't validate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's shocking to me when people or place yeah. orders that they don't put the right address information it's almost like they don't want it to <laughs> money away so yeah um so yeah that's that's what we do uh to, to help with that but at the end of the day stuff like that's going to happen especially during q4 there's going to be weird you yeah. know seemingly anomalies where you sent it it didn't show up i mean it, it's it's inevitable and it seems to yeah. happen you know it's there's it's it increases in q4 yeah i think the you know at the end of the day you have to manage a customer expectations um, yes. when it comes to that. I mean, there's, there's the, you know, Hey, it says it's delivered and it's not here. That's, that's a yeah. whole different thing. And, and maybe Eric, you were asking more about like, well, what do I do if, 
it's after Christmas, you know, and they didn't get it in time. Right. Right. Um, and that's, that's kind of a different thing, you know, but at the same time, I think you, you to, to your point about emailing all of your clients, you have to manage your customer expectations and say, Hey guys, yeah. um, you know, USPS is, this is the busiest time of year for them. We get out of that. We got it out in a timely manner. Um, and what, whether or not they fulfilled their end of the bargain is a whole nother deal. Um, yeah. we are happy to give you an immediate refund or send yep. it out again. If you would like yeah. us to, you just let us know. And, and you try to, you know, on the front end, you try to manage the expectation of someone said, Hey, am I going to get this by Christmas? We, we will ship it out in time for the delivery service to deliver it to you by Christmas. Yep. Um, if you order it by this date, we cannot yep. guarantee that because we are not the delivery service um, yeah. and they are inundated with stuff. Um, so with that being said, would you like to cancel this order <laughs> before right. we send it? You know, I mean, that's a possibility too. So there's a lot of things you can do to mitigate against that. And this, this honestly coming out Wednesday, the December 15th is probably too late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like Daylight, terrible timing for us. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, <laughs> we should have done this weeks ago. Um, yeah. But that's really the, you know, that's really the idea is just kind of managing your customers' expectations before. Um, yeah. And then afterwards, just trying to make them a happy customer because it's really not worth your time or your stress to fight with your customers at the Correct. end of the day. I, I have fought with a lot of customers in the past and <laughs> it was just stupid. I was just not, yeah. you know, I just wasn't as smart as I am now. Just That's right. That's right. It's all, it's all hindsight, man. I just mm. wish they would change it from hindsight 2020. Cause that, that year just kind of ruined that saying for me. It's all, you know, hindsight is mo better. I don't know. Change it. I don't <laughs> care what it is. Uh, anyway, that is it for uh, the mailbag episode. Thank you so much to Eric and Chris and Fiona for uh, providing us with the questions. You didn't know you were doing that, but you done it. So <laughs> thank you guys so much for, for doing that. Um, Travis and I are very grateful for the interaction. As always, yes. uh, if you want to get on the, on the action, if you want to ask a question, uh, the Facebook group is where you go to do that. So if you go to facebook.com and you search Printed a Mancast, we're there. I would say printedamancast.com slash Facebook, but the link doesn't work at the moment which is a whole other ball of wax. Yeah, it we sure is. Into, uh, but it has something to do with malware, uh, and the link is broken. So if you go to facebook.com, <laughs> just search uh, Print On Demand Cast, or you can go to facebook.com slash groups slash Print On Demand Cast, and you can get in on the conversation. Uh, also, before I continue with my diatribe that always closes the end of every podcast, that you at home could also repeat with me, uh, episode 13. Uh, Fiona is the episode where we talk about Deco Network in depth. Mm. So go avail. Let's yourself. do it a third time. Yes, let's do it a third time. <laughs> My goodness, yes, a third time. Episode thirteen. So that's where um, you probably already knew that, but that's where you could go to listen to that as well. So for the rest of you, if you want to listen to episode thirteen, you know where to do it because wherever there's podcasts, the POD cast is there for you. Spotify, uh, Apple, Stitcher, Anchor FM. Wherever you get your podcasts, there we are to inform you, to educate you, to entertain you, and to give you all the latest in dad jokes. But if you're listening to the Apple Podcast app, that is the only platform so far that I know of that you can leave a review. And we would greatly appreciate it if you did that. Five stars, of course. But you can also let us know, give us feedback, what you're thinking of the show, uh, what you'd like to hear, 
anything there. As long as it's five stars, you can say anything in that comment <laughs> and we will accept it uh, wholesale. So um, thank you guys so much for joining us and we look forward to being back here next week. Travis, anything else before we wrap this up? Send nope. it home. Appreciate right. y'all. See you. At, well, happy holidays. My goodness. Yeah, yeah exactly. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll be. I think we'll, we'll probably be back at him before Christmas. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, this is the so, 15th. This is the 22nd. Yeah, 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 no, no, yeah. you'll hear from us. Maybe we'll just uh, go in depth through our personal Christmas lists and then list our Venmo accounts. I'm just kidding. It probably won't happen. Uh, so <laughs> we'll give you our, our wish lists and the retail <laughs> prices associated in our Venmo. <laughs> Sounds great. That's a fantastic uh, yeah, that's episode. A great episode. Yeah, I'm so excited to bring that all to you. And I'm sure you all are waited with aided breath. So. Anyway, until next week, for Travis, I'm Josiah. We'll see you next time right here on the Print On Demand cast. See ya. Hey, babe. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the Totally Tubular show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Want to be wicked nice? Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure. (laughs) 